Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues his series in the book of 2 Timothy with this sermon entitled, The Presence and Power of Jesus, preached on August 7, 2016. Now, if you have your Bible, please turn to 2 Timothy chapter 4. The Presence and Power of Jesus. His presence is with us, and we are strengthened by his power. To do all things God wants us to do in his will, which includes martyrdom. St. Paul was about to be beheaded, and he is giving glory to God. The children of God are never alone. Never. With us is always the presence and power of Jesus to comfort us, guide us, empower us, not to do our thing, but to do the will of God. As revealed in the Holy Scriptures. As children of our Heavenly Father, we are to love one another and help one another sacrificially. As Jesus loved us and paid the highest price of his precious blood to redeem us sinners. And we read in 1 John 3, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. And 1 John 4, and he has given us this command. Whoever loves God must also love his brother. Yet even if... God's redeemed people fail to help us and love us in our troubles. Jesus will never fail us. He is with us always in life and in our death by his presence and power. Now, St. Paul said, if God is for us, who can be against us? Jesus saved us and we are saved forever. God's love in Jesus, friends, is everlasting. From eternity past to eternity future. So God's people are not afraid. Even in fiery trials that St. Peter is speaking about, In his first epistle, even in fiery trials, we believe in Jesus. And we are filled with joy unspeakable and full of glory in view of our receiving the salvation of our souls. In view of this great salvation... We, the chosen generation, the royal priesthood, the holy nation, and the people of God's own possession, we declare God's glory in worship and in witness 
to a lost world. So we burst into doxology. Glory be to the triune God forever and ever. Amen. Point number one. Paul's first defense. When all God's people abandoned him. It's a mystery but it was real. In verse 16 of 2 Timothy chapter 4. Paul speaks of his preliminary investigation by Nero's court in the present trial which followed his rearrest which investigation is called prima actio Roman law permitted an advocate and witnesses for the defense Christians were usually charged with the following crimes crimes against the state crime against Caesar you are not to have another curios Jesus Lord Jesus outside of or in addition to curios Nero Lord Nero number three they were charged with atheism for not worshipping pagan gods Number four, they were charged with cannibalism because they misunderstood what Christians were speaking about in the Lord's Supper. By faith we eat the flesh and drink the blood of the Lord. They were charged crime against civilized society because they were separate from the civilized society and number six crime of opposing certain legal pleasures of sin and therefore in this preliminary investigation of Paul's case no one of his friends and fellow believers from Italy or from Asia or from any other place no one came to help him as defense witnesses and advocate on the other hand everyone abandoned him as Demas did they left him to suffer alone they failed to love the apostle sacrificially they were all afraid of being arrested and imprisoned thus they sinned against the apostle John 13 Jesus says a new command I give you love one another as I have loved you you must love one another They were filled with fear. They were not willing to pay the cost of discipleship by death if needed be. The scripture says perfect love casts out fear. They did not have perfect love. 
Love dies for the loved one. This is the way of Jesus. Notice Jesus himself was also forsaken by all. Mark 14 verse 50. Then everyone abandoned him and fled. Including Peter. Everyone. Jesus was forsaken also by his father, which never happens to us. And so we read Mark 15, 34. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried out in a loud voice in Aramaic, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He was forsaken by his father because he took upon himself the sin of the elect and suffered God's wrath that was due us. He experienced our hell, our death on the cross. And he cried out in triumph, finally, it is finished. The task of accomplishing our redemption is finished. He accomplished our redemption by his atoning sacrifice. So St. Paul tells us that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. You better understand what the cross is all about. Therefore true believers in Jesus shall never be alone. Even though they may walk through the valley of the shadow of death. We may be forsaken by fellow believers, but never by our triune God. God has given us Holy Spirit as our advocate who dwells in us forever and ever. So Paul prays for the believers who abandoned him out of fear. May their sin not be counted against them when Christ comes again to judge the living and the dead. Jesus also prayed for his enemies. Luke 23, Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. Stephen also prayed, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And we are to do the same thing. Love keeps no record of sin. First Corinthians 13, 5. And Mark eleven twenty five says, When you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive him. So that your heavenly father may forgive you your sins. Second. Everyone may abandon you, but the Lord shall be with us. The presence of the Lord 
the three Hebrew children who loved God and refused to worship an idol in violation of the Lord's commandment were thrown into the fiery blazing furnace made water seven times to the surprise of the king they were not killed but they were fellowshipping with an angel I believe the pre-incarnate son of God first the Lord was with him sir in the same way Paul though abandoned by all in his preliminary trial before Nero the Lord stood with him comforting him this was not the first time the Lord did this to Paul Acts 18 9 and 10 one night the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision do not be afraid keep on speaking do not be silent for I am with you and no one is going to attack and harm you because I have many people in this city and Acts 23 verse 11 the following night the Lord stood near Paul and said take courage as you have testified about me in Jerusalem so you must also testify in Rome and Jesus said surely I'll be with you always even to the end of the ages and not only that God's power strengthened him that's the second point God's power strengthened him but you will receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth why don't be witnesses because we are weak and we don't want the Holy Spirit's power to strengthen us that we may open our mouth and bear witness to Jesus Christ the only savior of the world Paul says in Ephesians 3.20 now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us within us and Paul says in Colossians 1.29 to this end I labor struggling with all his energy which so powerfully works in me in Philippians 4.13 I can do everything through him who gives me strength the Lord is with us and the Lord strengthens us the Lord Jesus pours into his weak saints spirit's power to make them strong to do God's will for God's glory. And so we read in Luke 21, but before all this, they will lay hands on you and persecute you. They will deliver you to synagogues and prisons and you will be brought before kings and governors and all on account of my name this will result in your being witnesses to them that's God's purpose but make up your mind not to worry beforehand how you will defend yourselves for 
I will give you words and wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to resist or contradict. You'll be betrayed even by parents, brothers, relatives, friends, and they will put some of you to death. People are being killed throughout the world. That's the way it is. Nobody cares when Christians are killed throughout the world. All men will hate you because of me. That's why we don't want to open our mouth and speak about Jesus. Because they will hate us. We are afraid of the world. But Jesus says, not a hair of your head will perish. By standing firm, you will gain life. In other words, not a hair you will lose means... Christ will save you totally in body and in soul. May God help us to open our mouth and bear witness to Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. Friends, God gives power to his weak people. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 12... But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And Hebrews 11.34, they quenched the fury of the flame and escaped the edge of the sword whose weakness was turned to strength. We want to make another buck. We want to have a bigger house. We close our mouths. We want our healing. We want everything. But we fail to do what God wants us to do. To bear witness to Jesus Christ. David by God's power defeated the nine feet tall giant Goliath. Giant Goliath of superior power. And David did it in the name of of the God of Israel. The Lord is with us and the Lord strengthens us. And number three, God's purpose of preaching the gospel is fulfilled through us. God's purpose, the Lord is with us and empowers us to bear witness to Jesus. That was the purpose for which The Lord called this murderous exterminator of the Christian faith. And God turned him to be a battle-scarred veteran of the cross. Acts 9, 15 and 16. But the Lord said to Ananias, Go, this man is my chosen instrument to carry my name before the Gentiles and their kings. And before the people of Israel, I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. And we read 2 Timothy 1.11. And of this gospel, I was appointed a herald, means a preacher, and an apostle and a teacher. And he will do his job until his work is finished. 
Paul says that through me the preaching of the gospel was fulfilled. So he preached to all the Gentiles who had gathered in Nero's courtroom. He preached to these cultured pagans. As he preached to Festus and King Agrippa II and the rich and powerful pagan friends. Read Acts 25 and 26. Holy Spirit gave him power, wisdom, word, and boldness. He preached to them Jesus Christ crucified, buried, risen, and reigning. He told them all to repent and believe on Jesus to be saved. He told Nero to repent and believe on Jesus to be saved. So I believed he told Lord Nero and all others what he told King Agrippa and his pagan friends. This is what he said to King Agrippa. Then Agrippa said to Paul, do you think that in such a short time you can persuade me to be a Christian being a big and important person? That is... Paul replied, short time or long, I pray God that not only you, but all who are listening to me today may become what I am, a Christian, except for these chains. Do we have that boldness? Or we just remain weak to make a buck, one more buck, and we call it blessing. More money, more blessed we are. Paul preached the gospel in the Roman courtroom that all the Gentiles may hear the gospel. Those who believe may be saved and those who reject the gospel be condemned. Preaching of the gospel, friends, is always effectual either in saving or condemning. So Paul says, 2 Corinthians 2, but thanks be to God who always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ and through us spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of him for we are to God the aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing to the one we are the smell of death to the other fragrance of life who is competent for this task preaching of the gospel is always effectual it affects life eternal or death eternal King Agrippa did not believe neither Emperor Nero But they heard the gospel from the apostle in chains. Many are called, but few are chosen to be saved. We witness Jesus saves. The question is, do we witness to Jesus? That is our calling. Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works 
and praise your father in heaven friends we are not in prison now but soon it will happen we are free now may god help us to share the gospel in the power of the holy spirit and fourthly and the lord delivered him from the lion's mouth there was temporary deliverance from death daniel was delivered from the lion's den jesus defeated by his death the roaring lion of the devil for us resist the devil and he shall flee from you sir why christ defeated him nobody can kill god's people until the sovereign lord permits and he permits only when our service for the lord is done take comfort in this dear saints of god even if all forsake us our lord will never leave us we read in deuteronomy 31:6 be strong and courageous do not be afraid or terrified because of them for the lord your god goes with you he will never leave you nor forsake you believe the truth sir point number 3 jesus builds his indestructible church Jesus is the builder of his glorious church he defeated all his enemies by his death and resurrection and he has received from his father all authority in heaven and on earth all his enemies are subject to him he builds his church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church The Lord of the church shall prevail in hell as Joshua prevailed in Jericho whose gates and bars and walls crumble before the Lord of Joshua. Jesus said, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. His name is Jesus he shall save his people from their sins Jesus died and Jesus lives and because he lives forever we shall in him live forever so the lord shall rescue us from every evil attack he says attack of the devil and his agents we are saved we are being saved and we shall be saved jesus loves me jesus loves every one of you and he will save you romans 5:9 and 10 since we have now been justified by his blood how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him for if when we were God's enemies we were reconciled to him through the death of his son how much more having been reconciled we shall be saved through his life 
Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me, the life I live in the body. I live by faith in the Son of God. Now listen, who loved me and gave himself for me, sir. Second Corinthians 1, 9 and 10. Indeed, in our hearts we felt the sentence of death. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves but on God who raises the dead. And he has delivered us from such a deadly peril. And he will deliver us. On him we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us. Jesus delivers us from every evil attack. Not one or two. Not just a few. Jesus saves also through our own martyrdom. If needs be. Paul says in Romans 8. Knowing all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor demons shall separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord sir nothing can separate us from God's love listen to Paul Philippians 1 for to me to live is Christ and to die is what sir gain If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. I am torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Think about it. The entire life is changed by the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And he shall save me into Christ's heavenly kingdom. At death our spirits will be made perfect and they will be carried to heaven by holy angels to enjoy fellowship with God in paradise. Not in purgatory because there is none. Jesus answered the confessing thief on the cross I tell you the truth today, you'll be with me in paradise. There is paradise where God is and his angels are. Where people went ahead of us, whose spirits are made perfect. So we read, but you have come to Mount Zion, to the heavenly Jerusalem, the city of the living God. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly to the church of the firstborn whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God, the judge of all men, to the spirits of righteous men made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of able it speaks salvation we will go from this world of sin death and all kinds of evil to heaven without sin heaven of holiness where there is no sin
It's a place of Christ's kingdom of righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. The place of joyful worship and praise to our triune God. Friends, Paul has great assurance of salvation. Peter, who was later crucified, exhorted us to make our calling and election sure. We read that today. So did Paul say. Second Corinthians 13, examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourself. And Paul said, if we endure, we shall also reign with him. Before St. Stephen was martyred, he was given a vision of heaven where his spirit was going. Paul was there, agreeing with Stephen's execution. And listen to Stephen, sir. But Stephen, full of the Holy Ghost, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. While they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he fell on his knees and cried out, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. Then he fell asleep in Jesus. So Paul says in 4.18... And the Lord will save us and bring us safely into his heavenly kingdom. Friends, he is our savior. He is our savior. And finally, he says, he cries out in doxology. Generally, doxology is spoken to the Father. Philippians 4.22 Our God and Father be glory forever and ever. But there is also doxology given to the Lord Jesus. So here and Romans 5 and 2 Peter 3.18 and here you find doxology given to the Lord Jesus. Here the person praised is our Lord Jesus. The words used to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Friends, glory stands for the luminous manifestation of Jesus who is God man. Matthew 17 verse 2 There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as the light. Jesus is God, sir. John says, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we have seen his glory. The glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Him we worship. Him we praise. Him we serve. For him we suffer. 
And Hebrews 1.3 says the sun is the radiance of God's glory. Not only in praise we glorify our Lord, but also in obedience. Did you read 1 Peter 1.2? Who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Spirit for obedience to Jesus Christ. If you don't obey Jesus Christ, you are not saved. You are not chosen by the Father. You are not sanctified by the Spirit. Jesus glorified his Father by total obedience. John 17, 4, I have brought you, brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. Jesus Christ learned obedience by the things he suffered and became the author of salvation for everyone who obey him. If you don't obey him, you are not a Christian. Period, period, period. It is important to sing God's praises. It is also equally important to obey Jesus our Lord. Without glorifying our Lord through obedience, just singing his praises is sheer hypocrisy. And Jesus sends antinomians to eternal hell. Matthew 7.23 Then I will tell them plainly I never knew you away from me you anomians the same as antinomians. Friends, listen. Even facing martyrdom St. Paul gives glory to his Savior. Great was his assurance of the Lord's great salvation. Let us rise to ponder by way of application these points. Number one, don't be surprised when your fellow believers abandon you when you need their help most. Number two, know for certain in all situations God works for your good to make you holy and blameless. Number three, the Lord shall never abandon you. Number four, he'll be with us always in life and in death and beyond. Number five, he is with us to comfort us. Number six, he is with us as our advocate. Number seven, he is with us to make strong the weak. You pray, you ask him to make you strong and he will make you strong. Number eight, he is with us that we may do the work he gave us to do and finish it for God's glory. Number nine, he delivers us from all evil attack of the world, flesh, and the devil. Number 10, he will finally bring us safely into his heavenly kingdom of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Number 11, for this great salvation of the Lord, we praise the Lord saying, 
Glory be to the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Number 12. So make your calling and election sure. And if you are outside of Jesus Christ, the only Savior, I say repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And you will be saved and your family. Heavenly Father, we pray that you help us to apply the word preached in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Grace Valley Christian Center is committed to the unchanging truths of the Holy Scriptures. We have been proclaiming the whole counsel of God since 1974 through our weekly worship services, our website resources, and our publishing ministry. For more information about our church, to find more edifying sermons, or to order books by the Rev. P.G. Matthew, please visit our website at gracevalley.org.